Thank you for listening to Christian Family Church Podcast. Here at CFC, our mission is to live and communicate the power of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ to the world around us. From wherever you're listening, we hope you'll be encouraged by this week's message. Just as we're in that moment of worship, I just uh, just really feel that this morning there's some people who, to be honest, you really feel like a, a weight is upon you. That there's a like a I just see like a blanket of heaviness upon some people. Maybe you're at home today. Maybe you're you're not well, and you just feel like there's a, a weight just holding you down. And this morning, I just just want to pray for you this morning. God, I just pray for whoever that might be this morning, Lord. Any sense of weight or heaviness that is just just squashing people this morning. I just pray, Lord God, that you would just lift it back. That you would see like a, a child hiding under the doona in the bed and there comes a point where they're just like, I've had enough. I just believe God's calling us to, to call out to Him and say, God, please take away this weight. And I just see that God wants to just roll back that blanket. He just wants to pull back that blanket. He's going to let you out from the, the smothering feeling of that weight, that thing that is oppressing you. And just in the same way, I feel like there's some people this morning, God's stirred your heart that you've been so excited about a new year and new opportunities and new things that God's speaking to you about. And But at the same time as you're excited, you're, you're, you're energised, there's also this thing of God, but how can I do this? How, God, can I possibly be or do that thing that you've called me to be and do? I believe just God is saying, my spirit is the one that empowers you. My spirit is the one who will enable you. He is your strength. He is your, your guide. He is your lead. And He will lead you in this thing that God has called you to. Thank you, Lord. God, we just pray for every single one of us today. Lord, those who are here in the building, those who are joining us online, God, for those who are, who are sick with COVID, those who are unwell with other things or isolating because they have other things they have to do and just need to be making sure they're free. Lord, we just pray for every single one of us as your family, Lord, that we would know that we are one with you, that we are one body in Christ. And God, I just pray this morning as, as we come around your word, Lord, that you would just lift our eyes to the things of you. God, that you would just help us this morning just to let our eyes, our, our focus be refreshed. God, that we would be excited, Lord God, for the things you have for us even today and this week and in the weeks and years ahead, Lord. And just thank you, Jesus, for this time to stop, to be still and know that you are God. To come around your word and be refreshed, Lord, I pray. I just thank you for that, Lord, in Jesus' name this morning. And everyone said? Amen. 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 If you just, I just want to encourage you, if you are online, uh, please jump in the chat and say good day. Say amen as we, we're as I'm preaching this morning and uh, let us know you're there. Let us know who's joining us this morning online. Um, it's just uh, great to be able to look through some of those comments after the service and just see who's been with us online. And I know some people in the room, they go home and they watch the chat as well and they re-watch the service. And, oh, isn't it fun how we can connect in so many different ways? Everyone's like, yeah, fun. <laughs> well, Happy New Year. A very belated Happy New Year to everyone. Um, 
we were always here last week, uh, unexpectedly, uh, as Mike shared, um, Rochelle had all the symptoms last week, got a test, uh, but then the result came back uh, much quicker than expected, and uh, I was able to come along to church last Sunday, but Mike filled in for me, and then this morning he filled in for uh, doing communion and those things, and uh, I just want to say thank you so much in this season of a bit of chaos, let's be honest, for so many people who've just stepped in and said, yep, I'll fill that hole, I'll, I'll do greeting this morning, I'll help on coffee cart, I'll play keys this morning. Um, so many people are just jumping in and doing those things at the moment. I just want to say thank you for your willingness. Because um, I've got to be honest, day by day, we just don't know who is going in and out of isolation. It's a little bit uh, frustrating, I'll say. <laughs> Uh, even this morning, some of our family is isolating, hence Rochelle and the kids aren't here today, but uh, I'm not a close contact or anything. I'm free. I'm allowed to be here. We've all got our masks on. We're all being COVID safe. So God's good, amen? Amen. 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 Well, I hope you had a great Christmas. Uh, we had a great Christmas and I, I loved going down to the park on Christmas Day. If those who were there, who, who loved being down at the lake on Christmas Day? I, I think we should make that a new tradition. Um, it, was, it was great. And we had so many people come along that don't normally come to church. We had people in the caravan park that were staying there and just wandered down because they heard the music. And uh, it was just a great time celebrating the reason for the season, our Saviour. And uh, yeah, let's do it again. Thanks to the team who made it happen. Um, it was fantastic. Our family, uh, after Christmas, we headed off on our annual two weeks down in Port Ferry. And uh, we, we love camping. Who loves camping? And I presume the ones that haven't got your hand up, you like either think it's okay or you're probably in the other side of the camp that just doesn't like camping. Um, but I love camping. Uh, you, you wake up every day, you, you have breakfast in the great outdoors and you, you're out in the fresh air so much. And uh, we love the caravan park where we stay because it's a bakery van. And if you've heard me talk about this before, I'm sorry, but it's just amazing. It's like God's gift to us. Um, he drives around twice a day delivering donuts and slices and fresh bread and pies and sausage rolls. You have to pay for it, but um, it parks right at the front of our, our, our campsite. It's, it's truly a gift from God. Um, <laughs> and uh, the kids ride bikes everywhere and uh, we love the beach. And it's just a, a great way to start the year and just to be refreshed and Look, let's be honest, though, there are some not-so-great parts about camping. Who's been camping on one of those days when it's just so windy that the, the tent's kind of lying on top of you while you're sleeping? Anyone had that experience? Yep. Or maybe you've been in a similar experience to me where your tent has been completely destroyed through a storm or uh, the wind. And um, kids, don't, that doesn't normally happen. Don't worry about that. Um, I'm sure they're watching and going, Dad, did that really happen? <laughs> it's fine. You survived. Anyway. <laughs> Um, and then there's the rain. Uh, there was one particular day while we were away this time where we had about 40 mils of rain in half an hour. The whole, whole campsite was about that deep with water and, you know, there's big plastic tubs about this deep. I think we emptied that five times during the half an hour and then there was another storm a couple of hours later and, you know, there's, there's some not so great parts about camping and if you're one of those people, you're like, yeah, I hate camping. I, I have some understanding of how you could think that. Um, and then there's the other aspect of, of camping that is probably very, um, I'm very aware of having six kids and it's, it's the toilet trek. 
And if you've ever been camping with kids, maybe you can relate to this. It's like the kids, they're not old enough to go to the toilet by themselves. So you, you, you do the trek to the toilet every time they want to go. And you come back and they're like, actually, Dad, I need to do number two now. So you go back to the toilet and you come back. And then the next kid's like, oh, Dad, I need to go to the toilet too. So you go back to the toilets and then you walk back. And you could pretty much just spend the whole day buying stuff from the bakery van and walking to the toilet and back and buying stuff from the bakery van. It's like, there goes the day. Um, there was one particular day, though, on holidays this year, and we, we're doing the toilet trek. I'm walking across the toilets with Michael, and, and uh, we're walking along, and I'm kind of aiming for the path. There's multiple different directions you can go on the way to the toilets, and I'm aiming for the path because it's been quite wet. We've just had all that rain, and the grass and the, the little hill there is just a little bit muddy. And we're, we're walking along, and I suddenly realise, even though I'm planning to go along the path, that we're, we're walking along, and we're suddenly sort of heading up onto the grass. And I think... What's going on here? And suddenly it hit me. It was like God whacked me over the back of the head and said, Andrew, this is what life is like for so many people. So often in our lives, we don't decide in our heart which way we are going. And even though we sort of thought, yeah, I'm going to go on the path. I'm going this way. We kind of don't fully choose that we're not going to go that way. And suddenly we're walking and we end up, we find ourselves in the mud and we're not where we ever intended to be, but we just never fully decided that we're not going that way, and I'm going this way. We're double-minded. We get pulled away from what we know in our heart that God is calling us to. And the, the message that God has put in my heart for this morning, the, the title of this message, it's actually something I feel that God is putting on, put on my heart for us as a church to be a, a theme and a, a goal and a desire for all of 2022 and let's face it beyond. But the title of my message this morning is Aim for Purity. Aim for Purity. I, um, you probably have heard the saying before, if you aim at nothing, you hit it every time. Because if you fire an arrow and you don't care where it lands, it can't land in the wrong place, can it? Well, maybe. Um, I've actually brought along a little prop this morning, and thanks to the kids for letting me bring this. Um, but if you had a real bow and arrow, and, and you got your bow and arrow out, and you... you uh, actually, this one's really cool. Um, you, if you're looking for a bow and arrow for your kids' parents, this one it slides in so the kids can't drop it easily. And Anyway, sorry. If you had a real bow and arrow, and, and you kind of just turned around and kind of pulled it back and just sort of didn't look where you were shooting. It's like you can do a lot of damage with a bow and arrow. If you are not careful what you aim at, you can have dangerous consequences. You can break windows, you can shoot an animal, you could shoot a person. Like if you're not careful what you aim at, you can have disastrous consequences. And church, the, the second, the, my number one point this morning is, church, let's take aim. Let's take aim. Let's decide what we are aiming at and, and line it up. In fact, yesterday I was in here and I had the bow and arrow with me and I just sort of thought, I wonder how this father shoots. And to be honest, I didn't aim at anything. And I just kind of pulled back and, and fired. And Matt, I'm sorry, it hit the sound desk area. Like if I've broken anything, I'm sorry. If it's not working, that might be why. Um, but let's take aim. Like I could just kind of go like this and pull back and not take aim. And, and like most of you, you'd be fine, but someone might cop it in the face. Like that wouldn't be good. And I was thinking about firing it. Uh, actually, 
To be honest, I actually came in yesterday and recorded this message just in case I wasn't here this morning because, you know, there's so many COVID things and blah. Anyway, and I, and I fired it at the camera, but it doesn't reach that far, so it wouldn't be that fun. But I, I feel like I should shoot it now. I should. So where, who am I going to aim at? Who wants to catch it? Um, I reckon... Frank, I reckon it's going to reach about to you there. Let's, 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 take, so let's take aim. Oh, sorry. Um, that was pretty safe. But um, Church, let's take aim. Let's aim for purity. Matthew chapter 5, verse 8 says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. And I, I don't believe that's just about eternity. I believe that's actually something for this life. That we are blessed when we are pure in heart. Actually, Titus, it talks about those who are pure in heart, everything is pure. To those whose hearts are, uh, depends what translation you, you read, those whose hearts are, are dark, everything is dark. Like, have you ever hung around with someone and okay, they, they sort of see a, a dirty joke in everything? Their, their, their thoughts are constantly pulled into this murky stuff. And God doesn't want us to be like that. He wants us to have pure hearts, hearts that, that see God's goodness, that focus on who He is and, and know God's goodness. And, and we will be blessed through our lives. If we have a pure heart with, with a heart that's focused on God and who He is, we will see God everywhere in, and in all things. As we wake up, we'll say, wow, thank you God for this day. When we're focused on who God is and we have a pure heart that God desires, we will, we will live life with a, an awareness of His goodness. We'll live life with, with a, a joy in who He is. And we'll see God at work in people's lives and we'll, we'll have God's love for those around us. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. You know, when we talk about purity, I think so often people's minds go to sexual purity. And that's a part of it. But it's only one part of it. It's so much more to purity than just that. If you think about a, a, an artist for a moment, and an artist who's doing a painting, and imagine for a moment that their, their paint, it, it, it's not pure. The colours are kind of mixed together. There's a bit of blue in the yellow, and there's a bit of, actually, just put that away for a second. Um, uh, there's a bit of, bit of green in the yellow and there's a, like all the colors are kind of smudged together and I, maybe as a kid you did paintings and you're at school and I've got to be honest it, it drove me crazy when I was sitting at the table with the kids that didn't care which colors got mixed you know how some kids at the table they'd, they'd put the blue in the yellow and then and like you just couldn't get the right colors anymore because they mixed them all together and you do the painting but they're kind of all just brown and your painting turns out who brown <laughs> And uh, I found a, a painting that, uh, as, by an artist uh, I, I studied a long time ago called Wosley Kandinsky. And this is a beautiful, vivid painting, but I've kind of just taken out the colours. And a, a beautiful painting without the pure colours isn't that beautiful. But if you've got the pure colours, and we put the next one up, and you have the, the vibrant colours and the, the beautiful colours, it, it's, it's so much more vivid. It's full of life and it's... it's, it's it's beautiful. And God doesn't want us to be that murky, browned off, kind of grey life. He wants us to have life. He wants to be vibrant, to express His love brightly to the world around us. Have a think about a chef for a moment. A chef that they're making this beautiful recipe, but like the ingredients aren't pure. 
the, the ingredients have been tainted. There's, you know, there's a bit of self-raising in the, flat, in the plain flour. There's a little bit of cinnamon in the cocoa. There's a little bit of um, bicarb in the sugar. Or, like, you're not going to have a great recipe if you haven't got pure ingredients. Maybe it's even worse. Maybe the things that are mixed in with the proper ingredients are toxic. It's like we don't want to mix in other things with the purity God has called us to. My brother, he's an engineer, and a few years ago he was working for a company who had a, a, a factory in, the, in China, and he was over in China checking out the factory and, and looking at the, through things and making sure everything was going okay, and as he's going through the factory, he discovers that they've run out of the bolts that they're supposed to be using for this, for this project. And he discovers that instead of calling out and sort of saying, hey, we need more bolts, we've run out, where do we get them from? They've kind of just gone down to the local Mitre 10 and said, I don't know what it's called there, and said, we need these bolts. they got the bolts, come back. But they haven't been pressure tested. They're not, they're not, they're not rated. They're not, they're not the right bolts. They're, they're bolts made of impure metals and they, they weren't up to the standard. They were impure. They weren't right for the job. And the whole project had to be redone with these bolts to make the project pure so it was strong and could stand up under the pressures. Church, God is calling us to be strong. He wants to be, us to be able to stand under pressure. He's calling us to be vibrant, to express his love to the world around us. He's calling us to be pure in heart, undivided, unwavering, and ready to be used by him. Let's open up in our, in our Bibles to Psalm 24. Got your Bible there in case you open it up, Psalm 24. I love the Psalms. Psalm 24, verse 1. It says, The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The world and all its people belong to him, for he laid the earth's foundation on the seas and built it on the ocean depths. Who may climb the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? Only those whose hands and hearts are pure, who do not worship idols and never tell lies. They will receive the Lord's blessings and have a right relationship with God their Saviour. Such people may seek you and worship in your presence, O God of Jacob. The earth is the Lord's. God made it. Everything in the world belongs to him. I wonder, kids, whether you're in the room or watching online, I wonder if you've played any games over the holidays. You, you know, you've got bored of the, the normal games you're playing. You, you've made up a new game. Anyone made up a new game over the holidays? Or it, when you make up a new game, maybe you've, you're playing with a Lego and, and you kind of make up this new game or the, the blocks or the cars or whatever it is. When you make up a new game, who's the boss of the game? You are. That's it. You made the game. You're the boss of the game. So for anyone at home and you've been saying to your brother who's been keep trying to take it over, I made up the game, I'm the boss of the game. You can tell them now. Now you can turn to them and say, I'm sorry for being bossy or try and get along better. If you made the game, you're the boss of the game. And God created all things and he's the boss of all things. And he declares in verse 3, who may climb the mountain of the Lord? Who can stand in the holy place? And they're not random places, they're not random phrases that David's using in that psalm. He's talking about who can come into the presence of God? Who can stand before the holy, mighty power of God? And he says in verse 4, only those whose hands and hearts are pure. 
who do not worship idols and never tell lies. Now, that right there is a problem for every single one of us. Because who has only ever worshipped God? Who has only ever trusted in Him alone for our, our strength, for our, for our joy, for our peace? Who has only ever trusted in God for all things? None of us have always trusted in God. We've all sinned. Isaiah puts it this way in Isaiah 53, We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. We've all sinned, but Jesus came to take the punishment for our sin. That's why Jesus came. That's why we celebrate communion every single week, because Jesus came to, take, to pay the price for our sin. Just flicking your Bible across to 1 John chapter 2. Not John chapter 1, but 1 John just before Revelation. 1 John chapter 2 and verse 1. It says, My dear children, I am writing this to you so that you will not sin. Did you hear that? I'm writing this to you so you will not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate who pleads our case before the Father. He is Jesus Christ, the one who is truly righteous. He himself is the sacrifice that atones for our sins, and not only our sins, but the sins of all the world. You know, we have a problem, but Jesus is the answer. But I also want to point out that we actually don't need to come before God pleading and begging time and time again, saying, God, please, will you forgive me for this? Maybe it's something you did yesterday. Maybe it's something you did 10 years ago. And we don't have to continually come to God saying, God, please, will you forgive me? God, please, will you forgive me? We don't have to beg and, and plead with God. It is finished in Jesus Christ. Yes, we should be we should be repentant about our sin we should turn away from sin we, there should be tears for, the, for the, the things we have done but we do not have to beg and plead and and ho just hope that God will forgive us Jesus has paid the price for our sin but here's the big issue I see we know we sinners we know we deserve judgment we've all been unkind we've all lied, we've all hurt someone, we've all ignored God. We know we deserve judgment. And for most of us here today, for those joining online, you probably know that Jesus came to take the punishment for your sin. We know those things. But we also know how impure we are. We realize that our hearts are divided at times. And subconsciously, I think we allow ourselves at times to think God couldn't really love me that completely. God couldn't really love me that much. I know God forgives my sin and, you know, I'm, maybe I'm forgiven, I'm going to go to heaven, but surely he's given up on me now. You know, I've done this, I've done that, I've done this, I've done that. and Yeah, Jesus died for my sins, but surely he doesn't want to have anything to do with me now. I think we subconsciously allow ourselves to think that's way too often. 
We know our own imperfection. We know our own impurity that we've missed the mark so many times. And then we project our impurity onto God and think he can't possibly be that good. And instead of believing what the scripture says, that Jesus is the only one who is truly righteous, who atones for our sins, we think he couldn't possibly love me that much. I'll just have to make do on my own. I'll just have to do my best through this life. Church, I want to tell you this morning, Jesus is that good. Jesus is that good. His love is complete. His love is pure. His love is unbreakable. He will not allow anything to separate you from his love. If you turn to him, he will welcome you home. His love is pure. We might believe Jesus came for us. We might believe he died for us so we could be forgiven. But when we allow ourselves to think God's love is limited, we start trying to just make do with what we've got. We start trying to find our own ways of being approved by God. We try and start earning his forgiveness. We start trying to find our own ways of being satisfied. We start to try and find our own ways of finding pleasure, of finding comfort. And suddenly we find ourselves like I was as I walked Michael to the toilets that day. Instead of being on the path we planned to be on, drifting way up into the mud and the mire. Jesus is the rock and he wants to pull us out of the mud and he wants to set our feet upon the rock that we can walk, that we can run, that we can stand in his presence. Maybe we start thinking, if I could just have that thing, if I could just improve my life this little bit, maybe if I can just fix this up in my life, then God will. Maybe if we just think, oh, people will accept me if I just have this, if I just do that, if I just look a little bit more like that. God, if I just had a little bit more money, then I'd have enough in my life that I could do this thing that you're calling me to do. Then I'd be satisfied. And I read this week that the average Aussie, apparently, there's some article in The Age was talking about how the average Aussie thinks to be a little bit more wealthy, you've got to earn over $300,000 a year. And I thought, wow, okay, we've got high expectations. We start trying to find our own way. We think if I just achieve that, then maybe I'll measure up. Maybe then people will accept me. Maybe then I'll have peace. Because to be honest, I think that's all people are ever looking for. We're looking for peace with one another. We're looking for peace in ourselves. We're looking for peace with God. Whether people recognize it or not, that is what the longing of every one of our hearts is, is to have relationship with God as we were created for. Before Christmas, we looked about how Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Shalom, peace, restoration, a full relationship with him. And if you missed that message, I encourage you to go back and, and think about the peace of God that he has for you. Let's turn over to Matthew chapter 7. And verse 13, it says, you can enter God's kingdom. All right, just grab that one up there. You can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad and its gate is wide for the many who choose that way. 
but the gateway to life is very narrow and the road is difficult and only a few ever find it. Church, let's take aim. Let's decide, let's choose to take aim, to, to mark out a straight path for our feet that we might walk in God's way. Let's remind ourselves that Jesus is that good. I just got around to listening to Sam's message from last week, uh, from a couple of weeks ago while we were on holidays through the week and talking about New Year's and, and believing for the year ahead to be, to, to believing for, for, for things in God in the year ahead, not just about setting new, new Year's resolutions, but essentially choosing which way are we going to go. And Mike reminded us last week that God is our source. Let's not forget that God is our source. And as we think about Matthew 7, about the, the road to destruction and the road to life, yes, we are saved by faith. But let's not miss out on the things that God has for us in this life as we live in His way. If you live on a farm or if you have a, a boar and it's your source of water, and you, you have this great source of water and, and it's good, it's clean water and you can drink it, it's fantastic. You don't want to pollute that water by pouring chemicals all over the ground around the bore or however else you might get the chemicals leaking into the water. You don't want to pollute your source. And church, my point number three is don't pollute your pond. God has called us to follow Him. God has called us to, to live in Him. And he's, He is our source. He is, he is good. His love is pure for us. Let's not pollute the pond. Let's not pollute our source by trying to draw in other things, about going after other things that are not what God has for us. Let's not pollute the pond we're sitting in. I'll let you think of ponds that you might sit in and maybe you're playing in the pool with some kids and the pond can get polluted. I used to be a lifeguard and it's not nice when the pond gets polluted. <laughs> God wants us to live in the blessings of following Him. There is joy. There is peace. We can live in the blessing of God as we follow Him with pure hearts. When we try and have a little bit of Jesus and a little bit of people's approval, we pollute our pond. When we try and have a little bit of Jesus and a little bit of pleasure in the world's ways, we pollute our pond. When we try and follow Jesus, but we try and earn his forgiveness, we try and have a little bit of self-righteousness, we pollute our pond. And we miss out on the blessings that God has for us when we are solely trusting in him. We become like that impure metal that loses its strength. We become like that painting that loses its vibrancy. We become like that recipe that the taste just kind of goes a little bit off. Matthew chapter 5 verse 13 says, You are the salt of the earth. But what good is salt if it has lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. God wants us to be, we are called to be the salt of the earth. And I just want to point out for a moment that God is not like us. If we have salt that loses its saltiness, it gets polluted, it gets mixed in with whatever else, we throw it out. 
But God is not like us. And you may have lost your saltiness. And I just need to specify for those I found out that a gamers and salty means something completely different. It just means you're a bad loser. Uh, God wants us to be salty in, in, in being full of His love and being different to the world around us. He wants us to be salty and full of His love. And you may have lost your saltiness, but God doesn't throw you out. God is able to restore you. God is able to stir you again. God is able to refine you and make you pure-hearted once again. God is not like us. God is pure in heart and He is able. But let's not lose our saltiness, church. We've got two final scriptures. I want to ask the band to come. Let's let them start playing. I just want to read two scriptures from James. First one from James chapter 3. I love the book of James. If you're talking to someone and, and they're maybe just coming to Christ or you're sharing with someone and they're kind of really, really interested in finding more about Jesus or wanting to, to follow Jesus, point them to James. Point them to James. It's a great book about what it means to follow Christ. James chapter 3 and verse 13. It says, If you are wise and understand God's ways, prove it by living an honourable life, doing good works with humility that comes from wisdom. But if you are bitterly jealous and there is selfish ambition in your heart, don't cover up the truth with boasting and lying. For jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Such things are earthly, unspiritual and demonic. For wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, you'll find disorder and evil of every kind. But the wisdom from above is first of all pure. It is also peace-loving, gentle at all times, and willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and good deeds. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere. And those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. I pray that as a church, we will be people who are wise by God's standards, who are peace-loving, who aren't selfish, ambition-motivated, who are seeking first the Kingdom of God and His righteousness, who are willing to yield people that are gentle at all times, and we will see a harvest of righteousness in this city. God's Word is faithful. His, God, His Word is true. And I just want to pause for a moment and, and just reflect for a moment on the last few months. And, you know, the last two, few months, we've been running two services at CFC, and, and I really felt God challenging us to, through January, continue those two services and that through coming into February, we knew there'd be people away over January, but to continue on these two services so that more people can come in and hear the Word of God and be encouraged in God. But if I'm really honest, the numbers over January have been really, really low. Uh, we've had 80, 100 people at the first service, um, and we've had maybe 10 or 20 extras at the second service. And I just want to be totally honest in saying, I, I really felt God saying to do that, but I can get it wrong. I just want to ask you as a church that you would pray for us for God's wisdom going forward, whether we do stop the two services, whether we just come back to one. And look, we know there's a lot of you at home right now who are isolating, who are just keeping separate because you're a little concerned about the number of cases and things. And, and there's all those things happening right now. And I don't want to 
push my selfish ambition that I maybe allow into my heart. Because let's be honest, any of us can fall victim to selfish motives. We don't want to just pursue something that God isn't calling us to. But church, would you pray? You know, at the start of 2021, we had 200 plus people coming together at CFC. And and I really believe that God wants to draw in more people here at CFC. You know, there's hundreds of new house blocks planned for along the lake or along down the rifle range and along Deans Creek Road there. And there are hundreds of new homes planned for this area over the next 10, 20 years. And church, I believe God wants us to be ready for whoever He brings in, whether we have two services, whatever we do. You know, we've, we've shared about the block of land next door to us that we uh, were uh, feeling God's leading to, to go for. And uh, I hadn't shared with you as a church, but God actually put a figure on my heart to, to offer that was significantly above the asking price for the property. Um, I don't normally have dreams and, and one night on holidays, we've been praying about this, this property next door and, and God gave me a dream and I just dreamt it all through the night, be strong and courageous and the figure in my head, which was such a random figure and I just shared with the team, I said, look, this is, this is what God gave me in a dream, what do you think? And they all said, if God's given you this, let's, let's do it, let's be faithful and we put in that offer that was significantly above the asking price at this stage hasn't gone through the offer that was accepted was conditional so I'm still trusting God on that and I say that for this reason that I only want to go forward in what God has for us and I just want to ask please church would you pray for us before Christmas I actually went to a council meeting as well about the blocks of land to the, to the west of the church on the, over the back fence there because there's potential developments going to happen there in the future and I just wonder God what are you what are you calling us to? What do you want for us? I've shared over the last five years or so about the, the, the possibility of a Christian school in Colac. And I know some of you have continued just to pray into that and pray into that and pray into that. And there's been people, you've, you've said to me that you're excited and you're on board. I'm seeing some thumbs up even now. Um, but we only want to go forward in that if that's God's plan for us. You know, it was the original part of the vision here for the church when it was planted 40 50 years ago that a, a Christian school would be planted in the city of Colac through this church. But I just want to ask, would you pray? We don't want to go ahead with any selfish motives. We don't want to go ahead just because it's a great idea. We only do, want to do it if it's God. We want His wisdom. Which brings me to my last passage in James chapter 1, verse 5. If you need wisdom... Ask our generous God and He will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. Our God is that good. Verse 6. But when you ask Him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Let's aim for purity. Let's aim to trust in God alone, not in God and this other thing, not in God and this other thing. Let's aim to trust in God alone. Do not waver, for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they are unstable in everything they do. Believers who are poor have something to boast about, for God has honoured them. And those who are rich should boast that God has humbled them. They will fade away like a little flower in the field. The hot sun rises as it did this morning. 
and the grass withers as it is right now. And the little flower droops and falls and its beauty fades away. In the same way, the rich will fade with all of their achievements. God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. Afterward, they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love Him. Church, God knows our temptation. God knows that the drawings we might have off the path. And He knows sometimes that we have fallen. But just as Sam explained a few weeks ago and Mike referenced this morning, that we have been justified by faith. But God wants to continually sanctify us and grow us to become more and more like Him. And there are wonderful blessings for us as we take aim and we pursue Him on that path. Let's take aim for purity. Why? Because God's love for us is pure. We don't have to just try and make do with what we've got. We don't have to try and find our own peace, our own comfort, our own pleasure. Let's take aim for purity. Let's allow the love of God to be our source, to be our pleasure, to be our comfort, our goal and our joy, I pray in Jesus' Name. Thank You, Lord. Let's stand. Let's just pray together now. God, we thank You for Your goodness. God, we thank You that You do not turn away from us. God, I just thank You for speaking to people's hearts and to people's lives, for, for challenges that people are facing today, God, that You would just speak into their lives even as they cry out to You now. God, I thank You that we don't have to plead, we do not have to beg because You are the One who has gone before us. That You have finished all that needs to be done. There is nothing that separates us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. And I just pray for the answers to come in people's lives, in people's hearts, in people's minds. That God, You just clarify the focus of where You're leading us and guiding us right now in this week ahead, Lord, in Jesus' Name. Lead us in boldness. Lead us in strength, in vibrancy for Your glory's sake, we pray, Lord, in Jesus' Name. And everybody said, Amen. 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 We're going to finish with a song this morning and praise our